Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in Hour 2 Friday, NFL Draft Round 1 in the books, Round 2 later this afternoon how how good do we have it plus tonight we have the lakers i think they wrap it up and beat memphis by seven eight points i'll also take the warriors though i think sacramento will give them a big push i think they narrowly beat the kings so we'll have the warriors and the lakers the two biggest nba draws winning very exciting for that. Do you agree with me on the outcomes of both of those games? Yeah, I, I'm mostly with you. I'm more concerned about the Lakers tonight, though. Not a lot of time off. I would have loved the Lakers to play tomorrow night. Then I think they roll Memphis. So LeBron and, always needs an extra day. That's that's obvious. And based on the game time, Friday night, tonight, game six, Sunday afternoon, game seven. So not even a 48-hour break for old 38-year-old LeBron. It's interesting. Got to got to win tonight. Must win. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you a, a move I liked in the draft, and I think Buffalo is very good, obviously, but I think they they kind of sputtered at the end of last year. Is that I love the idea of moving up a couple spots in front of the Cowboys to get Dalton Kincaid. I think the best vertical tight end in the draft. They were also Buffalo thirty first since Josh Allen arrived in receiving yards for tight end. So this is a really good pickup for Buffalo. But I think what they were admitting is they're finally saying, yes, even with a great young defensive coach, even with a great defensive front seven, with excellent linebacker and safety play, we still can't stop the Chiefs or Cincinnati. So let's just get Josh Allen another weapon. San Francisco's defense is loaded. It's got Hall of Famers all over it. Seven Pro Bowl-level players. Philadelphia's offense, loaded with talent, rolled 
rolled over San Francisco in the second half. You can't stop anybody. 50% of the top defenses in the league, half, didn't make the playoffs. It's 2023. The middle of the field is now the offense. Buffalo's got great safeties last year, great linebackers, excellent front seven. They can't stop Kansas City. They can't stop Cincinnati. So I look at it, and I say to myself, Buffalo came to terms with A, Let's just get Josh Allen another weapon. That's what Kansas City keeps doing for Mahomes. And B, let's fix the O-line. I mean, they went out and got a running back. Now they got a tight end. I think what they're saying in the building is the defense has limitations. Belichick's the best defensive coach ever. How's it working? Sean McDermott's arguably best young defensive coach. Mike Tomlin, his career now will be tied to Kenny Pickett. They got defensive personnel. If Pickett's good, Mike Tomlin's back in the playoffs consistently and winning playoff games. And also the tight end now, because the middle of the field, it's the offenses. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was the defense. You start looking at a lot of elite teams in the NFL. What do they have in common? San Francisco, Brady's Bucks, uh, Eagles, um, Kansas City. A lot of tight end production. Really good high-end tight ends. So I think I love the Dalton Kincaid move. Not only do I think is he a very good vertical uh, tight end, but I think it's a little bit of kind of a sense of, listen, in the AFC, it's shootouts. Look how good our defense is. We're not stopping Burrow. We're not stopping Mahomes. We're not stopping these guys. Now we got Aaron Rodgers in division. You're going to have to win some shootouts. And I think Buffalo's come to terms with it. And with that, we bring on one of our friends, Fox Sports NFL analyst. He played. He was a scout. Bucky Brooks, Panthers, Seahawks. Seattle had a nice draft. Okay, um, so I want to go back to the argument uh, J-Mac and I had. So he does not like what Atlanta did. (laughs) And my takeaway is I don't have to love it, but I can get it. And so I think B. John Robinson, I was told this by somebody I trust, was the cleanest player in the draft. Mm -hmm. There is no whiff here. He's going to work. And he's not just going to be a 900, 1100. He'll work as a rookie, and he'll get you touchdowns as a rookie. People say they've already got a good, young, value running back. What would you say to that? There's a difference between good and great. Uh, when you talk to the great running backs, and I've talked to LaDainian Thompson and Terrell Davis about this very topic, uh, the difference between a good running back, a good running back can get you 1,000 yards. A great running back puts you up to 1,500, 1,600 yards. And there's been this debate where people talked about the devaluation of the running back position. When you look at the backs that have gone in the top 10 of late, they all have worked with maybe the exception of Leonard Fournette. When you think about Ty Gurley, Ty Gurley was Rookie of the Year. who's Offensive Player of the Year. You think about what Ezekiel Elliott did for the Cowboys, two-time rushing champ. Christian McCaffrey's been all-world when he came into the league with the Carolina Panthers. Saquon Barkley has proven that he can do it. And so when you take a running back up there, if they have the talent, they normally give you the production that you would expect. And so with B. John Robinson, this dude is a star. He's very similar to me in terms of what LaDainian Tomlinson was when I remember watching LaDainian come out of TCU. This guy can run it. He can catch it. And going all the way back to yesteryear when the San Diego Chargers and I think, what, LT had 30, 31 touchdowns, could score a million different ways, played at an MVP level. B. John Robinson can give you that kind of production. And I think it's telling that Arthur Smith, who coached Derrick Henry, understands the importance of having a superstar back in the backfield. I heard Jason talking about the Falcons in a top five rushing offense. 
Think about what that says. He's like, yeah, we're top five, but I want better. If I get a better running back, we can go to the next level, which is why that was the pick. And by the way, uh, the more average the quarterback, the more the running mm-hmm. game matters. Uh, Jared Goff, to me, was never the same when Todd Gurley got hurt and left. He was never right. – Sean McVay had less confidence every start going forward after that. Okay, Anthony Richardson over Will Levis. I think tape is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But I do think at quarterback, from the time the season ends until draft day, you can do yourself favors – or puncture your momentum. I thought the gun show by Will Levis, I was told <laughs> by a coach and two executives, turn off. Anthony Richardson was grateful and humble. He penned a letter. I got to be honest. If it was a go-either-way thing, I think Levis is more ready to play, but I could see it. I could see a GM saying, I'm not going with a cocky kid. I can at both need fixing. Mm-hmm. One guy appears to be more amenable to being fixed. Is that fair? Oh, no. I, I mean, I think it's fair. And I think it came down to Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. The top two guys were, to me, head and shoulders above the rest of the guys okay. when it came to it. CJ Stroud, Bryson, whatever order, they're there. So now it comes down to Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. Anthony Richardson is a bigger, faster, stronger prospect. And so when you're thinking about, because people have made both these guys, they used a Josh Allen comparison. Right. Well, if you're going to do the Josh <laughs> Allen comparison, I'm probably going to make my bet on the more explosive athlete, which is what Anthony Richardson is. But really, this draft pick to me is more like the drafts we talk about in the NBA. When we look at the NBA, NBA, they draft guys who don't have numbers, but they draft on potential, prototypes, and projection. So let's just use Anthony Richardson as if he's Giannis. Okay, so when Giannis came in the league, long, athletic, no one knew that Giannis would be this, but he developed and he hit. And so maybe the Indianapolis Colts are saying, we saw what Shane Steichen did with Jalen Hurts. So now we're going to give him a bigger, faster version of Jalen Hurts. That's interesting. What could he do? And I'm not saying that I was an Anthony Richardson fan because I thought Hennon Hooker was a better prospect than him and Will Levis. But now that we know where he's at, maybe the thinking is, we're going to pour into him like NBA player, NBA teams pour into their players. They develop them, and maybe we have a superstar on our hands, but it will take time. And so we'll see if it works out. But if it does work out, it opens up the floodgates for all of those quarterbacks at the lower levels that are playing the position that are great athletes but may not be polished. Now you open up. Pandora's box in terms of more athletes getting to that position and playing. You no, know, Bucky, guys have taken a lot of shots at me through the years, not specifically you, <laughs> but I have said Johnny Manziel, Baker Mayfield. I, I like Josh Rosen and know him. There are times I've been tough on Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. the attitude guy. When you watch Patrick Mahomes, is that humble? Herbert, humble. Trevor Lawrence, I don't want attitude out of college. And Anthony Richardson, I could see him sitting down. He's crying last night. I'm mm-hmm. like, if that's how emotional he is, he he had to have interviewed well. Like, it does matter to me. You better come in humble. I, I think Will Levis, the gun show, the stuff, he's probably a great kid. But it turned me off. Yeah, I, I would say it's probably less about Will Levis and that stuff and more about Anthony Richardson. Okay, you remember, think it's more about the, the upside I think it's, I think, it's, I think okay. it's more about Anthony Richardson. Remember, what we do in the league is we are a copycat community, meaning 
Everyone had to sit there and watch that Super Bowl and watch Jalen Hurts <laughs> outplay Pat Mahomes. And everybody had to eat their words when it came to, oh, this guy never make it. Why did they draft him with the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah. But then over a three-year period, you saw him develop into a top-five quarterback. So now that you've seen the development, also Josh Allen certainly helps, but now you're saying, well, well, if I have the right guy, meaning character-wise, yeah. Yeah. the guy who is all about it, maybe he can develop into something more than what I saw when he was at college. Who won the draft? Who I thought Philadelphia crushed, but I, I tend to like Howie Roseman. Uh, I thought they got, you know, I always say in this league, get the quarterback, protect mm-hmm. the quarterback, get the quarterback weapons, and then draft guys to get their quarterback. I don't think the league's that. Now, that's easier said than done to find um, those. They've guys. done it, though. They have, they have absolutely done so it. So who did you think won last night? So I would, give, I would give them kudos. I would give the Eagles kudos for doing that. They stick to the formula. They invest in the trenches, offensive, defensive linemen. They always typically they're, spend they're their top line, picks. They're line D-line combo. That's, that's what they do. And so they throw out ways. The fact that they got Jalen Carter and – you ask anybody. Jalen Carter was the best defender in the draft. You have to worry about the character concerns. But guess what they did? They surrounded him by people that know him from college. So let's think about who they have right now. Jalen Carlin, Nolan Smith, Nicobe Dean, and then Jordan Davis. So now you have three guys around Jalen Carter to make him feel comfortable in that city. So I think it works there. I would say the Seattle Seahawks did a great job. You get a number one corner and the number one wide receiver in the draft. The corner, the Witherspoon, he now teams up with Tariq Woolen as they're trying to bring back the Legion of Boom. But JSN, I want everyone to understand how good he was. Chris Olave and Gary Wilson both had immediate impacts in the league. The last time those three were together, JSN was the best player, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I was he had surprised. 1,600 yards. So he is an outstanding and he route runner. 20th. Yeah, but, but it's fine because all those guys were not true number one. So the wide receivers in this class were more complimentary players, more so than a Jamar Chase that comes in, commands a double team, dominates the game from outside. But in Seattle, you have DK Metcalf on one side, Tyler Lockett on the other side. You have Pete Kerr who wants to run the ball, and now you have JSN in the slot. How are you going to match up with their 11 personnel package? It's also Pete Carroll saying, oh, Geno Smith, last year was not – and we're going to give you weapons to make it easy for you to continue to build upon what he did. So it was a nice pick, nice draft for the Seattle Seahawks. They had a, something on ESPN last night. They put up Seattle's last like seven draft picks of note, and it was like seven good players. Mm-hmm. Is um, it is we downplay a little bit the draft, but I got to tell you something. You can look at the Seattle Seahawks, mm-hmm. who had about a five-year stretch of missing on a lot of guys. They have now had one great draft and two really good first-round picks, and I don't know if they're pulling back with Geno. Like, I look at him and I think to mm-hmm. myself, why draft C.J. Stroud if you think Geno is C.J. Stroud? Well, you talked about it. So you were talking about Anthony Richardson, the humility or whatever. I would say this. They got Russell Wilson out the building, and they have maybe a better teammate at quarterback. And a lot of what they did in terms of Pete Carroll wanting to play a certain way, remember Pete Carroll's won a lot of games at SC and Seattle doing it a certain way. Like, we're going to run the ball, we're going to play defense, we're going to do these things. I just need the quarterback to be a facilitator. Geno Smith embraced that. Yes. It wasn't, hey, man, let me cook, let me do Oh, no, we're going to do it this way, coach? I got it. And so because they have a guy who is a – not that Russell wasn't a team first guy, but because he's fully bought into the stuff, Yeah. well, now they can surround him and run the team the way they see fit, plus the system that they brought over Shane Waldron. It just works, it clicks, and so they continue to build upon that. By the way, I, we, we thought this was um, a little funny. I know J-Mac did not appreciate this. <laughs> but it feels like, to me, Belichick saw the Jets need a tackle. 
Mm. And he thinks to himself, all right, you want to bring Aaron into town? Oh, all those yeah. young receivers? Hey, Mike Tomlin, <laughs> you want our pick? Because Tomlin and Belichick are, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're esteemed AFC guys, respect each other greatly. Mm. Pittsburgh jumps <laughs> the Jets. Didn't that feel like Belichick said, all right, let's call one of my friends in the business? Well, one way or the other, that was the last opportunity for a team to get a, an offensive tackle. Before a, a really there was elite a, one. Before there was, a, there was a gap. And so the Jets are sitting there. And so it is ironic. <laughs> that the Patriots backed up and was like, hey, the Steelers, you can have you can have this pick. We're good. You can have it because it does it it does hurt the Jets have to find someone on the offensive line to protect because as much as everyone has been excited, I'm sure J Max is excited about oh, Aaron Rodgers yeah. coming over. I know they have the parade ready and all this other stuff, but I don't know. I'll be concerned about a guy who talked about being 90% retired. With a bunch of kids. Get 90% retired with young wide receivers. Remember last year, he didn't like the young wide receivers in Green Bay, but now he's going to come play with the young guys with the Jets. So I would just be a little worried about that part of it and the fact that he's 40 years old. Okay, so Will McDonald, many, and I know I know one front office that liked him, but thought he was a top of the second round, late first guy. Mm-hmm. So where do you fall on the reach thing? And I said... We talk about reaches, but by Thanksgiving, if a guy can play, mm-hmm. I don't really care where he got drafted. But where do you fall in as a former scout? Well, this year was hard. So Ron Wolf used to always say there are about 18 to 24 blue-chip prospects, first-round talents in every draft. This year, there were about 15, 15 to 17. So now what you have is you have those guys that are rated from 16 to 45. They're going to be on different spots all over the board. So where the Jets made like Will McDonald like high, there are other people that will say, oh, he's probably a mid-second-round pick. So it's hard for us on this side to judge because the talent was so balanced in terms of good, not great at the top of the board. And so we'll have to see what their plan is for him right. before we can even make a determination. But, yes, if he comes off the board, he gets them seven, eight sacks early in the year, and he's playing like he's played at Iowa State, you can't say it's a bad pick. I think it's too early to say that it's bad because – we just don't know. And that's why it was so hard to kind of predict and project and do mock drafts because the top of the board, it was a very clear divide. Once you got to 15, after that, it was wide open and you had a lot of good to very good players. You didn't have the blue chip players that you may have in some drafts. Okay, so I, I try to be glass half full with all the teams. I have supported Atlanta today. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't. I have supported Houston today. Their belief is C.J. Stroud's really good. Mm-hmm. We're going to take ourselves out of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. We think we have a chance to be really viable mm-hmm. going forward. I'm going to support it. There's those that are going to beat up on Detroit. So mm-hmm. they take an off-ball linebacker. They take a running back, and they already have one. My, I'm going to throw my theory at you, and I want you, Bucky, to laugh at it, roll your eyes at it. So Jared Goff is two quarterbacks. One with an excellent elite run game. Yes. And then he's another quarterback with an average run game. Mm -hmm. Swift comes off an injury. I think they move him before the weekend. Their takeaway is, listen, our O-line in Detroit is significantly better than the Packers, Bears, Vikings, Mm D-lines. We're going to go a little old school. Jared Goff was at his best when Curley was running downhill. We're going to double down at running back, be a little bit more of a power offense, when we go to Chicago outdoors and Green Bay outdoors, Goff's not good outdoors. He's not mm-hmm. good in bad weather. He's not good with a middling off with, with a run game. So I'm trying to be positive here on the Gibbs draft. Their idea is Jared Goff's two quarterbacks. When he has a stout elite run game, he's a top 10 quarterback. So earlier you talked about 
Um, the better the quarterback, the less of the importance of the running back position. But when the quarterback is more towards the middle, the more important it is to have the running back that can do some different things to alleviate pressure on him. Jameer Gibbs is like Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey and those guys out the backfield. He is more than just your traditional running back. He's a guy that can play in the slot. He can run routes. He can do a bunch of things. I heard you talk about uh, what the Buffalo Bills are doing to catch the Chiefs. Everyone is pouring into their offense because you have to put points on the board. Last year when the Detroit Lions surprised everybody, it was because their offense could light it up. Johnson had the offense going. And so now, to me, this is, oh, the NFC is wide open. Who are the quarterbacks in the NFC that we're worried about? You got Jalen Hurts at the top, maybe Dak. Who else? So if we load up our offense where we can put up 27 to 28 points a game, it gives us a chance to get there. To me, this is them going all in on we're going to light it up. We're going to let Jerry Goff loose by surrounding him with weapons that allow him to take it to another level. Because it's not only Gibbs, when Jameson Williams comes back. So they basically have two new weapons that we really haven't seen that should allow Jerry Goff to take his game to an even higher level. By the way, Kansas City won a Super Bowl with an okay defense. You can win a Super Bowl now with a great offense and the 13th best defense in the league. You cannot win a Super Bowl with the best defense and the 13th offense. You can't do it anymore. You, you can't. And I'll say this, like doing uh, radio for the Jaguars every weekend, watching Doug Peterson, what he's done with the Jaguars, it is all about offensive football. And it's hard for me because I've always come from a defense thing. But what people are willing to do now, we're going to score as many points as we can on offense. We're going to push it. We'll play Ben, but don't break on offense. Just on defense. Don't let the ball fly over our head. Make them settle for field goals every now and then. Yeah. And that is more than enough. So rather than saying we're going to hold teams to 14 or 15 points, they can get 20. If we're always scoring 28, it doesn't matter we win. The Kansas City Chiefs have certainly provided a blueprint for teams to go all in on offensive football and win Super Bowls. Lamar Jackson's in. Bucky Brooks says. I mean, look what took so long. It's about time. They, they, <laughs> they, got, they got him going. So they signed a deal, a big deal for him. And now the big thing is, how is Todd Munkin going to change the offense? What does the offense look like for the Ravens? You have OBJ, who... He was really good for the Rams when he came over prior to popping his knee in the Super Bowl. Zay Flowers, to me, has an opportunity to be a star. When I looked at him coming out of BC, he reminded me a lot of Antonio Brown when he was in his heyday in Pittsburgh. Terrific with the ball in his hands. So now, does this mean that Lamar Jackson's going more under center, more bootleg, more play action in a traditional sense? Less of the design quarterback run and more of using his athleticism to threaten you on the backside with bootleg play-action concepts. Because as he gets older, his game has to evolve, and you have to evolve how you use him. And so I'm curious to see what this offense looks like. But right now, I'll sign off on it because everyone in that locker room speaks highly of Lamar Jackson. They appreciate and respect what he brings to the team as a dominant player. So now we have to see how this offense and how the former MVP evolves. You can win a lot of ways in the NFC. You can kind of win one way in the AFC. You got to score points. <laughs> a lot of I them. mean, just think about the quarterbacks that are in. I mean, Justin, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. I mean, you have Trevor Justin Lawrence. Herbert. Trevor Lawrence. You have Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's the thing. 
we don't even know if Aaron Rodgers is a top five quarterback in the AFC like that. I don't like, think he is. Like, I mean, that's what we're talking about when it comes to that. Sean Payton, maybe he can bring back Russell Wilson. So you talk about all of the quarterbacks. If you don't have a high-powered offense, you have no shot to be able to make a path in the AFC tournament. Okay, a team you used to work for. Not only did you work for Seattle, you worked with Carolina. I People have been fired before. Howard Stern got fired. He's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Frank Reich had a winning record in Indy Mm -hmm. with five quarterbacks in five years. Don't tell me he can't coach. I like the infrastructure over the last several months. They got Sean McVay. A Sean Mm -hmm. McVay guy is now the coordinator. Josh McCown. You think this is crazy? I think Bryce Young and Carolina are going to compete for that division title. I think he's that ready to play. Well, I mean, I think it's wide open in that division. One, you talk about the Saints, the Falcons, the Buccaneers are down, and then you have the Carolina Panthers. What I love about the infrastructure, and I will give the credit to the owner. The owner, unlike some ownerships who just kind of give it to the head coach and the head coach hire all their buddies, I've been told that the owner wanted, I want the best of the best. So I don't want all these interconnected guys. I want the best offensive coordinator I can find, the best wide receiver coach, the best this, and we're going to put it all together and have a think tank. So now you talked about those guys. You talked about Thomas Brown, offensive coordinator, Josh McCown being the quarterback coach. Uh, Sean Jefferson is coaching the wide receivers. But I would say the guy that might be the hidden gem is Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell, former head coach, had Detroit up and going, a guy who has worked with great quarterbacks, a guy who has done it with Peyton Manning, helped Joe Flacco. He got to the Lions in the playoffs. Right. So think about that and think about him being in the building and just kind of being the wise elder to be able to whisper sweet nothings and Bryce Young's here and help all of those coaches. To me, the infrastructure is great. They need more firepower on the outside, but Bryce Young can absolutely get it done. And we know because we're in Southern Cal. And what I was trying to talk about with Bryce is he has been in charge of big brands. Modern Day High School in Southern California is a major brand, two-time national champion while he was there. Goes to Alabama. Alabama's a huge brand. He handled it in presidential fashion. I think part of why Bryce Young was the number one pick is because they felt like he could represent as the face of the franchise, not only on the field, but off the field, and I think that's huge when it comes to making those picks. So I was talking to a recruiting coordinator years ago when he was a junior in high school, and we were talking about all the quarterbacks in the country. And then I mentioned Bryce Young, and he went, oh, he's different. <laughs> he's like, no, put him in a different cl- – and th- there was like four or five-star quarterbacks. And he's like, Bryce Young, he's like, no, he's just different. He's more mature. He's, you can't duplicate him. He's, he's the best. Steve Sarkeesian said he was the only high school quarterback he saw that thought he could come to Bama. Think how good Alabama is and start day one. Well, I mean, when you hear the stories about how he prepares and how he digs into the game plan and how the cooperation that he had with the coaches and how he is all of those things, because we loosely throw around franchise quarterback. But what people have to understand, part of being the franchise quarterback is you represent the franchise in everything that you do, how you carry yourself, how you handle the presser, how you handle your teammates in terms of leadership, the way that you dig into the preparation process. There are no days off. Your first one in, last one out, all of those things. Everybody that has been around Bryce Young can say that. Now, I had the opportunity to be around him and C.J. Stroud on the same team at Elite 11 and watching those guys go to work. And so Bryce Young absolutely represents. I think we're also going to find out that C.J. Stroud can also represent in a different way. Exciting. That was a great time. Okay, how about this? Round two, I got the tight end from Notre Dame just sitting out there, Michael Mayer. 
Yeah, Michael Mayer. You have Will Levis. You have Will Levis. You have Hendon Hooker. Uh, you have Brian Branch, who is the safety from Alabama. A bunch of good tight ends. Yeah, so tight end class was solid. Probably maybe the best and deepest position in there. So day two today will be the day that you'll see some guys go that will say, man, this guy's a really good contributor right away. So this is a great opportunity for teams to kind of close the gap and surpass the competition if they're able to kind of knock it out of the park on day two of the draft. Bucky Brooks, Fox Sports. Are you doing, are you part of it? You're part of the broadcast and you're all bouncing around or? No, no I'm, I'm bouncing around today. So today I kind of have all from there, but oh. tomorrow all day over at NFL Network doing all kinds of stuff with the draft. So it should be fun. Great seeing you, my friend. Thanks for having me. Bucky Brooks. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Hi, it's the herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code herd, H E R D. That's code herd for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Groundbreaking, safety extraordinary run in the family, the 2023 Mercedes-Benz. Eight new models. Check them out mbusa.com or stop by your local mercedes-benz dealer for a test drive here on a tasty friday round two of the draft tonight lakers tonight warriors tonight here's j mac with the news no 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 turn on the news this is the herd line news all right let's go to will levis uh he's still on the board fell out of the first round colin i was a little disappointed with some of the stuff I heard from Chris Mortensen last night. The toe stuff? Midway through the round, all of a sudden. Well, Will Levis is dealing with a toe injury. He may need surgery. Uh, uh, One team was considered that uh, the injury was problematic. Another team thought surgery. And it's like, where has this been for the last four months? We don't hear about this toe thing the whole time. Like, where's the actual reporting on this? 
It just felt a little, I don't, something seemed unseemly about that. How, well, I how think, does a quarterback have a major injury to his toe? Maybe surgery is required, and not a word about it got out. Well, also, if Caleb Williams had a toe injury, would he drop out of the first round? Or Drake May? No. The bottom line is, people made a decision based on several things, and I, I think, listen, I have friends who literally live for the SEC. And they were out on Levis. Yeah. Just because of too many mistakes. Listen, there were people who lived for the uh, Big 12. And I'm sure they were out on Patrick Mahomes, who didn't do much in college. You know, like, it's it's weird. I do have two questions to ask about Levis. Number one, what was he doing in the green room anyway? Why did he get the invite if he I, was going to fall all the way out? Well, was was Will Levis's agent, whoever his agent is, were they told the Colts were going to take them? Because well, here's what So last night was interesting. Once he wasn't taken by like 20, and then you start looking at the teams in the bottom. Well, wait, they've all got take, star- I think 11, Tennessee. Once they passed, it was like, ooh, Washington maybe at 16? But that's it. And that's what like- happened to Aaron Rodgers years ago. Once you get – most of the bad teams need a quarterback. Once you get to like 11 or 12, you may only have one other team that needs a quarterback. I mean, go, look at the teams that drafted at the end of the first round. Burrow, Mahomes, no Dak. Unless somebody was trading up to first round to get that extra fifth year, didn't happen. Let me look at now the second round. Pittsburgh drafting first. Do you think anybody would trade into 32 for Will Levis after that fall? Yes. I oh, can. really? Well, here's the thing. Um – it depends. Do you like Will Levis more than Hendon Hooker? A lot of people like Hendon Hooker apparently more than Bucky Bucky Brooks just said. He likes him more than Will Levis. So yeah. he's a former NFL scout. So if Bucky likes Hendon Hooker at Tennessee more than Levis, well, there's got to be other scouts that see the world like Bucky. So 33 is Arizona. No. No. 34, Detroit. The Lions. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I, nobody knows what they're going to They might take a punter let's at go, the top let's of the go, second Let's round. go after the Lions. Wait, Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, just took Richardson. Rams at 36. No. They have needs, man. They can't go for a backup quarterback. They got needs. Tight end, interior line, edge rusher. Seahawks 37. Now, that's interesting. Moderately interesting. Raiders at 38. Uh, They lost Stidham. That's interesting. Raiders at 38. Hendon Hooker. That's interesting. 39, Carolina. No. 40, Saints. Just got Derek Carr. 41, Tennessee. Now, that's interesting. And again, listen, I know people are bagging on Will Levis. Sometimes falling is a good thing. Like, it's well, they, not the end of the world. It's, You're going to go to a team, hopefully, well, with a coaching staff sticking around. Also, second round pick, no, you don't have to, there's no pressure to play you. Yeah. I could, you know, I could see. I think Colts. Uh, no, I'm they sorry, just, not Colts, not Colts. Um, Lions. That's the team. Lions I, at 34. I, I think they like golf more than you think. I do. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I think they like golf more. I'm just than, so befuddled by what they did on day one. You don't got, like golf at all. No. What are you talking about? You got him. You you want to move I him. I like of, having a quarterback on the rookie deal. Like, that to me is mm. gold in the NFL How right many now. of those are winning the Super Bowl? If there's a hack in the NFL to how to get ahead quickly, quarterback on the rookie deal, you're not paying him a lot, and you could supplement I the I like roster. having Joe Burrow and Mahomes. That, that's, okay, fine. Good luck. Okay. How many of those guys are there? There's no Mahomes. He's a one-on-one. Um... What do we got next? Uh, Arizona Cardinals traded the third overall pick uh, to the Texans, went down to 12. Then they moved back up to six to take Paris Johnson. Well, he is the best left tackle in the draft. Can we be fair? He is the best left tackle. Okay. And they needed a left tackle. Fair enough. The rest of their line stinks. Total garbage. They lost their center. Like, I, I just, I don't know what what they're doing. This To me, this team will have the lowest win total in Vegas 
this I, season. I think there's a chance for that. I think they'll be very bad. But next year, if they get Caleb Williams and, and the kid Harrison from Ohio State. It, it is a little problematic, a little. Is Kyler Murray influencing them? So they move down, then they move back up. But here's my takeaway. It is a premium position, and he was the best in the draft at his position. It's If you any draft you said, we got the best left tackle, it's hard well, to me to bang think, on that. Okay, I like a statement like that, but who who said they're the best well, left was, tackle? Mel Kuyper well, or Bookie Brooks well, well, or, or Jeremiah? Well, like I mean, everybody, it, people disagree. Well, I think there was a sense around the league. I like Paris. You like it. We I'm, both I'm like going it. to Paris next summer. I'm going sooner than that. Uh, <laughs> Peter Skaronsky, a lot of people no, like him. But he's the- an interior guy. He can play tackle. He, I thought that was a great pick by Tennessee. He's a guard center guard who could play tackle if your starter gets hurt, but he's not viewed as a classic tackle. The Bears got right, who's probably a right tackle. He's a but- right tackle. I didn't love that pick. Yeah, I didn't love that pick for my up-and-coming well, they, I, don't, I just don't trust the Bears with offensive yeah. players. We're not going to uh, talk about this, I don't think, uh, later in the show, but did you see the stuff about the Cardinals and tampering and Gannon? Yeah, and so the Eagles and the... Tampering over that guy? This ain't Sean Payton we're going after here. It's not Bill Belichick we're tampering with. Arizona is such a dumpster fire. All right, uh, reigning USFL champs, Birmingham Stallions, rolled through their opponents so far this season. Tusk test tomorrow against the New Orleans Breakers. Both teams undefeated. Winner of the game will take the top spot in the South. You know what I wish they did? The champion of this league plays the champion in college football. They're never going to do it. They won't do that. I know, I'd love to see it. Could they beat, they'd beat the CFL team. Could they beat... How about the champion of the CFL plays the champion of the USFL? I would watch whose rules? Because they have different rules. Well, I mean, Canada basically everybody's in motion. I mean, there's literally, I mean, there are literally guys running around. Don't they have like the uh, uprights in the middle of the end zone in Canada? Yeah, it's terrifying. You Um, run a slant pattern, you collide with a pole. Yeah, so we'll we'll use our rules. I know on weekends you got the whites and you guys hang out and do stuff. Um, it's a big sports weekend. NBA, NFL, USFL. Yeah, you think I'm not watching sports? I don't know. What, what? I am I'm, I am. going to have a little dinner with my beautiful wife, Ann, tonight. And miss game sixes? I don't miss. And the second or third round? It's called Fubo, YouTube, Fubo. taping. Fubo? That sounds like an ankle injury. Now, Fubo is a great little service. Yeah, anybody else have Fubo TV? I How love much it. stuff are you peddling on this show? No, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's a thing I take on my phone. So when I go out to eat dinner, I can put my little, uh, I can put the games on. I do that every, almost every night. If I'm going somewhere and I want to watch a game, I have to go to the grocery store or something. Boom. You bring earbuds or what? Are you, what are we doing volume wise? Volume. I just play it out loud. If it bothers people, it bothers people. Oh, you're one of those guys. Dinner <laughs> at a restaurant. He's not an air. I'm not He's... sitting next to him on a plane. It's like eight tables away. And I have it on low volume. Oh, the restaurants out here, they cram the tables together. To... The restaurants out here, people bring their dogs. I can't have Fubo a TV. A dog is under a table not making noise. I bring Buddy, the great dog we've got. He doesn't bark ever. You bring him to a restaurant. Outdoor restaurants. Oh, yeah, you're one of those indoors. wackos. Look, we like sitting outdoors in the 68 degree weather. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Live News. got dogs fighting in a restaurant. Nobody's fighting over my Fubo. You got Buddy and uh, Shotzi over there eating each other's ears. Trouble. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar. Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlay live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Fox Saturday Baseball heats up with an NL East rivalry. Ronald Acuna Jr. and the Braves take on Pete Alonso and the Mets. Or the Cubs take on the Marlins. It all goes down tomorrow at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific on Fox. Okay, by the way, J-Mac has a terrible suggestion. Oh, st- <laughs> Give me your... Okay, where's Will Levis going to go? He's going to go top of the second. Your takeaway is... Well, a, a buddy of mine, a gambler, uh, has posted, keep an eye... Now, we talked about this last week. Will Levis visited the Patriots. Oh, God. Currently, you can find Will Levis to be drafted by the Patriots in the second round at 18-1. to 1. I think that's a disaster. I'll give you one. Wait a minute. They drafted Garoppolo third round when they had Tom Brady. What? what? Tom like Brady was established. Yeah. Mac what Jones is, isn't. Right. So you take Will Levis second round. 
terrible, terrible thing. Do it, thing. Belichick. Do it. No. Will Levis to the Raiders. He is every So Garoppolo's a short-term play. He's everything Garoppolo isn't. Mobile, huge arm. Raiders go get Will Levis. Makes a ton of sense to me. You get him in a value proposition. You don't need him to play. They've got an offensive coach and a better-than-average O-line with excellent weapons. Well, you might need him. Garoppolo's hurt all the time. Okay, but he, Will Levis could play as a rookie. He could play. Will Levis to the Raiders is a perfect fit. A great fit. Offensive coach, good old line, strong run game, excellent weapons. He doesn't have to carry it. I love Will Levis to the Raiders. The Patriots is a disaster. Okay, the second thing you brought up, uh, which is interesting, it's an NBA take, fire away. So, yeah, during the commercials, we like talking about sports because I think we like each other. We just like, we like batting this, around ideas. We laugh a lot. So, if you look at the NBA for historically, defense matters, right? A lot. You, I mean, you need to get stops in the postseason. That's what everybody says. So I'm going to read off some of the top defensive teams in the league this year to you. Defensive efficiency. Number one, Cleveland. They got buried by the Knicks. Number two is Memphis. They are on the brink yeah. against the Lakers. Number three is Boston. Number four is Milwaukee. They just got vanquished. Number five is Chicago. They didn't get out of the play-in. Number six, New Orleans. Ditto. Seven, Phoenix. Eight, Philadelphia. Nine, Miami. Ten, Brooklyn. Basically, the top five defenses... It doesn't really matter in the NBA anymore. You need to have offense. Suns go get Kevin Durant. Here they come. Well, NFL, because of safety reasons, has reduced a defense's effectiveness. Essentially, they gave the middle of the field yep. to the offense. Is the NBA saying, listen, our ratings are down. In the end, we need offense. Offense is good for fantasy. Offense is good for TV ratings. I mean, I, I, I watch... Sacramento and Golden State, and they're letting those boys play. I mean, it's it is fun, fast, skilled, bumping. I mean, so, the shot making is incredible. Well, those are really players. skilled yeah, teams, yeah. but they're they're letting those guys play. I mean, Lakers and Memphis is like you know what was game one like one twenty eight, one sixteen. That's like fun NBA, like tempo. So I I think I guess my takeaway is is it just a coincidence? Certainly possible. Or is the NBA, I mean, folks, they all look at these TV ratings. NBA's had like a four-year trend they don't love. Is the NBA saying, guys, we're going to pivot. We're going to pivot here to offense more and more. Let guys play. Get out of their space. Now, now, last year, the Warriors and Celtics, very good defensive teams, made it. So I do think situationally, I think the Warriors' fourth-quarter defense against the Kings the other night was spectacular. So I do, I do think it matters. But I also think, you know, let's be honest about this. Is some of this stuff, regular season just is a bunch of nonsense? So we have a culture now in the NBA of load management. And so all the analytics say, play less games. So the defensive stats that teams build up are often not against the best players. That's a good point. And so these defensive ratings, Golden State last year, when they got into the finals was a much better defensive team than the ratings would have told you. Yeah. The Warriors were a terrible defensive team all year. Now suddenly, they're very good late against terrific, loaded Sacramento. Maybe the regular season now is sort of an eye roll, and a lot of these analytics don't matter because of load management. A- I'm just, I don't know if that's right, but it sounds plausible. Uh, we're three on a Friday next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.